What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. That purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 184 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, as usual. Just happy to be here, uh, getting ready to talk about games. <sighs> just, just, just saying it makes me happy. <laughs> And of course, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Just uh, enjoying life. Um, on vacation. Be watching a ton of baseball. I'm going to be playing a bunch of video games. Going to be buying a bunch of video games. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, you're going to be playing uh, No Man's Sky. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get over that. Yeah, so maybe I should I should fire up my Xbox and play something different, go in a different lane. Well, uh, No Man's Sky is on Xbox, so. <laughs> oh, I don't have own it for Xbox. I'd have to go oh. out and buy it. It's on sale for only $14.99 at GameStops Ooh. near you. Used, yes. That's Ooh. a great game for 12, 15 bucks. So. Really? And speaking of GameStops, yeah, I was like going to I went to three different GameStops yesterday, so. I made a conscious choice. They had a bunch of clearance games they added, and uh, me and Desmond were all getting all the getting good. I was there. I was there in spirit. And yeah, he was there in spirit while I was calling him. Yes, so I bought like about two hundred fifty dollars in games, or actually between you and me, probably probably like three hundo. <laughs> so, but uh, we did get some good stuff. Some you know lesser titles, indie titles, that kind of thing on there like uh kev uh des picked up blade of fury for ps4 at least the physical for 10 bucks so that's another one I need, I need to finish that yeah i'm interested in playing it you know yeah um, but they had a grip of good stuff i mean hades for 10 bucks fantastic yeah. for a ps5 fantastic pickup yeah I picked up Sniper Elite Five, the deluxe with the season pass for forty five, which it wasn't too bad. So that's a great that's a great pickup too. Yeah. So we're just looking at what they had and unfortunately those niche titles do not sell and you know, they put them all in clearance and they have a fifty percent off clearance. So it's like Is that still going on? Or is still it still going on? Yeah. There's a list on uh, Cheap Ass Gamer, just in case, but I'm not sure if there's anything on there you might like or not like per se, Kev. It's plus a lot the, of... uh, plus the list isn't isn't 100% complete, but it's pretty yeah. much complete. Like there, he found a, Joe found a couple of other games that were not on the list that had the sticker on it. So the thing is, you just gotta you just gotta know that the sticker will 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 say on it. it it'll have the uh, the regular price, but just know that it's 50% off that price. So. I think yeah. some people don't know that, you know, um, unless you're super savvy like Joe. Uh, some people don't know that. So. 
Yeah, I mean, they have other stuff, too. They had, like, uh, some really cheap, cheap games. Like, I know Kingdoms of Amalur for the Xbox One in series was going for, like, $2.50. So, I mean, that's a great game for $2.50. Too bad mm-hmm. it's on Xbox. But I already own yeah. it for other platforms, but uh, yeah. uh, there's other too stuff. Bad that it's on Xbox. <laughs> but, there's other you know. stuff. No. Yeah, we like Xbox, I think. I think. Yeah, so. we do. <laughs> wrong with it. Yeah, but there, there's other stuff available, so I mean, definitely I, I could send you the list, Kev, just in case you want to peep it. Anything catches your eye. I know Desmond actually picked up that uh, wonderful token Rambo Warriors with the swords, the men. You know. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna pick it up too. So don't even try it. Oh, I haven't picked it up. So. Yeah, you were going to. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said I was like, I was gonna get it. I was like. Oh uh, well, okay, you can get it. He's like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I was like, are you sure? I'm like, I don't, like, I don't need to have it, but you gotta have it. So, so, but yeah, I can't wait to play my my Rambo Warriors crazy ass game. No idea what what it's about, so whatever. But it'll be fun. I'm, it's I'm a Muso. Yeah, it's a Muso. But I'm happy about the uh, the, uh, the the games that I that I purchased. I'm glad when 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 deals when sales like this hit hit. You know, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really like Circus City closing like kind of crazy ass sales or like Blockbuster or uh, we'll ever have Hollywood it. Video from back in the day, but still, like, I, don't still. We'll, I don't think we'll ever have anything like that again, just because of the nature of the beast and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I guess I think it will happen. I think the last really good one we had was when Fries went out of business, but that was there was no nothing close to us, so it was just like yeah. Man, so. No, Fries is out of business. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah, best buys are always boo, 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 boo. No, they're yeah. not at Fry's. Yes, they, they went out of business. So. Oh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a Fry's, a huge Fry's store where, where I live. And uh, it's just, just a big old empty store. Ba- vacant. Sad. Yeah, it's just yeah. a big old vacant store. And I'm just like, I really hope they put something in there. So. Didn't we <laughs> used to have one out there on Blackstone? What was that? Blackstone in Barstow? Uh no. Like no, years and years and years ago. My, are you thinking of good guys or something like that? No, I thought we had a fries for a little bit. Yeah, we did because I remember buying a. I remember buying a router from them. Years and years ago, I think when I went in there, they were going out of business, because that <clears throat> it's now a furniture store, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, you're thinking of Circuit City? That's what you're thinking of. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that is where Circuit City was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, true. yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no. We didn't never had a fries. We had Federated though, and uh... Federated. <laughs> Good old Shadow Stevens, man. But uh... <laughs> great. Federated was great. Well, if you have any st- local stores in your area from back in the eighties and nineties, definitely hit us up and let us know. <laughs> yeah, indeed, <laughs> you can yeah. reminisce, but that basically what it is: these old ass electronic stores, good guys, Home Express, all the stuff you don't even know unless you lived in Fresno. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, all right. So, well, all right, listeners. As usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. All right, Des, uh, why don't you kick things off? What you been playing, man? All righty. Well, you know what I've been playing. It's the same thing that Joe's been playing, and that is No Man's Sky. Really enjoying it. Uh, it's still 
serving us, you know, well as a as a time waster. So I can't be mad at it. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about quickly was the new uh, 4.0 uh, update that came out. And so this update came up with a lot of quality of quote unquote quality of life type of fixes and bugs and stuff like that. But of course, with every update, you're going to get, you know, more bugs and stuff. So that's just kind of, you know, the nature of the beast. And this was, I, I believe it was in, a, in, a, in an attempt to make it easier because it's coming, make make the interface easier because it's coming out on Switch. The Switch release is, is coming out. So, so what yeah. they did is they basically just broke down uh they changed the interface a little bit and they broke down how the um the the inventory system works it's a lot more streamlined streamlined uh a lot of the stuff is a lot of the um text is bigger and i think that's because of the the small nature of the handheld screen i think that's why they made everything bigger they made everything brighter um at least in my mind in my eyes it looks brighter and um everything has a much more distinct uh, visual representation, and I think they did that again. I think they did that because they wanted it. They wanted people to not have to um, uh, get confused on what type of materials they were gathering or had. So, all those quality of life fixes were great. Another thing that they did, which was the most revolutionary thing that they did—not revolutionary, but the, but the biggest change they did—was they gave you a custom menu. So you start a game. A normal game and you set the difficulty you have the ability to basically take no damage they basically turned on god mode in the um in in the game so you can go in and you can set your systems however you want you can change it it's called it's called difficulty settings so you can literally change the difficulty in the presets to make it what they want you know, like survival, crafting, relaxed, whatever, or you can change it on the fly and make your and make a custom game that you want to play. You can take no damage. You can you can make everything free. You can do whatever you want. Um, take no, in the game. So, so there's been a little bit of uh, a little bit of you know yay and good and bad from this. So uh, I follow a couple of streamers who 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 play No Man's Sky. And by and large, a lot of them were okay with the changes because it, it gives player a lot more agency of, of the type of games that they want, to, uh, type of experiences they want. But at the same time, if you've been playing since day one and you've survived and you've and you've made all this money and all this stuff like this, it it, it people feel it's kind of a slap in the face to them because that now everything is just straight up easy. You literally can set it where you don't have to pay for anything and you can make it so that you never run out of fuel you have free purchases you can make it so that it's discounted you can make the goods that, it, that every good is abundant you know that you can like or you can make it that it's scarce so you so so you can do whatever you want you know in the game but doing that they kind of nerfed some of the uh some of the money making uh money making i guess schemes they're not really schemes there's ways to make money uh in the game because now money has no value anymore because you can just turn that off so so people are uh this one guy that i watched survival bob is a great guy he's really funny so he's going through and every time there's an update he does another walkthrough about what has changed and what and what's going on so so i figure people are going to you know go through and change it up and and change up their guides or, or 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 whatever but it's just very interesting now you can literally play the game however you want you can make it as challenging or as relaxed as you want and 
ultimately, I think that's a good thing because it's your game, you know, play how you want. And if you play multiplayer, your game doesn't affect their game. You know, it just means that if you, if you can't kill each other, if you have your damage off, but you know, or you can turn your damage on and, and you can do PVP, you know, it's, it's up to you. So, so for me, I, I'm kind of okay with it. Um, I'm going to start a new save uh, from the beginning and just see how hard it is to, to farm this stuff um, and how how uh, enjoyable it is because one of the things that's fun is when you is when you're able to find something that you didn't have before or you're able to finally pay for something that you that you grinded for again you can still do that it just now that you have the option not to, and I'm, I'm not sure if it might it might lessen the impact a little bit. Is all I'm saying. So, yeah. But but uh, Joe, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Because I know you still play it, you know, with me, and and I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what uh, John BT's thoughts are because he plays it with us as well. But but what are your thoughts, Joe? Uh, for me, since I'm just starting the game, and really, I mean, I only again playing the game uh since august you know i hadn't played this game in years and years this is not really going to affect me too much i have to get used to the way the technology slots are on there and as far as uh, uh how everything is set up because obviously trying to get used to the ui as it is previously now you know it's, it kind of reminds me when destiny 2 kind of did a like a ui update like about uh, two or three years in on here i know online there's a lot of you know, especially from veterans a lot of back and forth like i'm looking on uh, the steam discussions right now and they said that the update destroys the grind for many veterans and so yeah sitting there and, a lot of hyperbole of course when everything was something like yeah that happens, you know because you know they wanted things to stay the same unfortunately but this is like a uh, you know a evolving game uh from when it first came out you know so so and it just is what it is but i'm still gonna enjoy it i just got like <laughs> figure out as far as what to play besides this you know so it's like yeah a, it it's, just seems like i like to play this because it helps me wind down during the evening it's like before you know you know a doctor would recommend hey you need to get turn all screens off and like go get a book take a shower you know like you know wind your body down and it's like shit this game when i will fire it up and i'm out there grinding on a resources after a while i get kind of in a zone and i get you know sleepy and i'm ready to go to bed so mm -hmm. it's almost in a way it's my relaxed time is to go out there and grind some resources or just do do my thing so yeah so but speaking of other games i did play uh two other games this week which i thought was really kind of cool i uh went back to dead cells because i was feeling uh like i wanted to play a good roguelite and and I I have it, and it's a really super fun game. So I went back to it, and it's I think that's really a good uh, starter game. And when I say starter game, it's like that game you play before you like sit down for for a marathon gaming session. So you can put that on, kind of warm up a little bit, um, and then you know once you're done dying a couple times or trying to get as far as you can. Uh, you can put it down and then uh, go play something that you that you're really gonna focus and concentrate on. So I really like uh, games like that to to do that. And uh, Dead Cells is very challenging on its own. So um, it's fun to have that kind of uh, get my um, 
what is it my 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 video game you know dust off you know so so that i like i like i like that game for that it's a fun game if you haven't played it you really should and the last game that i played is a new game uh not really a new game because the second version of it the second you know the, the sequel came out but it's slime rancher and um i've watched a lot of people online play it and it is on your uh, subscription if you're a PS uh, member, exclusive member, which I am. So I downloaded it and I started playing it. And it's a cute little, you know, the new word that people are calls, calling like games like this are cozy. They're cozy games, you know, where there's not a lot of drama, you know, where you can just run around and it's all cutesy. It's a, it's, it's a new term, cozy games. So, so this is a it's cozy. Quote, it's cozy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so this like is a, a hammock. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's a game that makes you all warm and fuzzy. So you yeah. basically run around and you and you have a first person. You run around. And you're you're a rancher and you suck up these little slimes that that are running around in various different uh, biomes. Like you have a desert, a frosty, uh, super hot one. You know the basic stuff. And you find these different slimes and you suck them up and then you put them in a ranch and then you put them in a cage in your ranch and then you can um, feed them. And when you feed them food, they poop out little gems or whatever. And then you suck up those gems and then you turn them into currency. So basically the game's about you feeding animals, you know, collecting their poop and then making money off that poop. And then you, and that's the, and that's the, that's the game loop. So, so you basically, do that and then you can feed other slimes to slimes you feed slimes to slimes and those make different types of slimes you can breed slimes you can uh upgrade your your little your little uh your little vacuum cannon um and i've really got too far in the story i don't even know if there's a story i really got that far in it but but you can update your um, sorry. You can upgrade your your your, your pins for your for your slimes because they bounce around. If you put too many in, they'll bounce out. The cat slimes, you know, are very finicky, so you have to get the specific stuff that they like. You know, then you can get different. You can make different pins, so you can make like fruit pins that grow the fruit that they all like. And I don't know. There's just all this stuff that that you can do in it. So I wanted to try it out and see, you know, what it's like. And again, like I said, it's a cozy game. It's it's kind of one you turn your brain off and you just kind of run around sucking up slimes and, you know, collecting their poop and doing stuff so far. Like, I don't I don't know how long I'm going to play it or not. I mean, it's it's fun, but but it's kind of like, OK, um, it was a PlayStation Plus game one month. Right. I believe so. Uh, it might have been. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it it was. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but Slime Rancher 2 is in early access on yeah. Xbox Games Pass. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one is coming out, and that's what made me think about. Uh, that's what made me think about doing playing this first one, uh, because the second one, um, I can only imagine what you know quality of life or what things they've done to it to make it, quote unquote, you know, better or crazier or more ranchier. I don't know. So, so we'll see. But, but are, are these the same slimes from uh, Dragon Quest? No, 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 no affiliation whatsoever. Okay. It's a completely separate studio. It'd be really cool if they did a, if they did a, uh, a Dragon Dragon Quest like crossover, and you had like gold slimes and stuff like that. But, but no, I mean you do have sort of like sparkly slimes that do stuff, and you can, you know, you can feed them and you hit them, and they like poop out a whole bunch of stuff or something like that i don't know it's just a weird game and i was just like okay let me try this um 
uh, because one of my things, one of my goals is I went through and I, I uploaded a whole bunch of games to my system as I wanted to, like, I really am trying to make a conscious effort to get away from No Man's Sky, <laughs> you know, and play something new. Because I'm sure you're all kind of bored to tears about listening to us talk about No Man's Sky. So so uh, trying to get out there, trying to experience something more for you guys and for myself, because there's got to be, there's definitely got to be other stuff out there, you know, but it's just it's just such an easy game to like fall back into, you know, you ever get those games. That's just kind of like your comfort food, you know, no man's sky is definitely that. So, uh, but that's all for me, uh, Joe, uh, what else have you been playing, buddy? Uh, besides no man's sky. The uh, only thing I have played this week is, um, hot wheels unleashed with, uh, John BT. We're attempting during game night to get into a multiplayer game together, but, uh, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that me and Kev tried um, when the game first came out, and basically there's no way in the game proper to actually get together in a group and then go into a quick match. You actually have to go into quick match, find a game that has an open slot, and then try to send an invite if the game has happened to be in the lobby between uh, courses and whatnot. So That's kind of you know. So, uh, still the same way. I, you know, I'm not sure if I want to go back to it or not. I think I'm going to play the single player version of the game and get a little bit better um, immersed in as far as how the courses run. Because a lot of the more advanced courses were in the multiplayer rotation. So, there's portions of the track where I was falling off the track. And obviously, you have to learn these tracks. Otherwise, you got to be uh, obviously conscious of any of the uh, jumps that you have to do. You know, I know during the jump jumping portions, you have a way to like pitch and yaw if, if need be to aim your car so that you don't go off the track. And I know, Kev, you probably could speak a little bit more to all the gameplay techniques because you've played it quite a bit more than I have, at least. But uh, I'm going to go to the single player. But from what you said, Kev, with the single player, you said there's a lot of rubber banding with the AI as well. So... Yeah, there is. Unfortunately, it's um, I guess they they intended to use that technique to make you feel like you you always have to be on your toes, and you do. But <clears throat> the rubber banding is so aggressive that even the slightest miscalculation in a turn, if you you know you may be you know, quarter track length in front and you scrape a sidewall and then you've got cars passing you up. It's 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 that bad. Not that you're even really going to get that far ahead. I may be give I may be giving it a little bit too much play there, but the rubber banding is just really, really aggressive in that game. Still fun. Still fun for what it is. I mean, for me, I'll say this. I think it's uh, being in a service is probably the best place for a game like that to be. Because if you're not a, if you don't, if you don't have any affinity for Hot Wheels, it's really not going to do anything for you. There are better arcade racers out there. And the reason I bought it was because I'm I'm a I'm a big Hot Wheels fan. I, I was and still am. And it was just neat seeing the 
rend the elect the digital rendition of some of these cars that I had when I was a kid. And as a kid, you know, waking up on a Saturday morning with three boxes of Hot Wheels track and my parents asleep and just having run of the the run of the mill of uh, the the what what later turned into the an auxiliary room and just setting up just coming up with these wacky ideas for tracks and just seeing that being able to be played out in a video game where my imagination filled in a whole lot of those blanks as a kid and i'm and i'm 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 seeing this game and i'm like yeah i used to imagine being able to drive the car up a wall you know, and lo and behold, here I am driving a Hot Wheels car up a wall, you know, in, in this game. That's really where the fun and the magic of that game comes into play. But if you don't have that affinity, there's way better racers out there for you. So uh, to... a free service like this is a great place for this. Really, honestly, this game probably should have launched in a service. Yeah, I mean, uh, they have a Game of the Year edition you could buy on PSN right now to get, like, all the um, DLC and tracks for 45 bucks. So they gave away the game it's not on the service. 40, it's not worth yeah, 45 no. bucks. I, I would more likely go over and fire up my Xbox, download Forza Horizon 5, and pay for the Hot Wheels expansion there to check that out to see what they have to bring to the table. And I haven't played either Forza Horizon 4 or fives hot wheels uh, expansions to see what uh, that specific team uh, turn 10 uh not turn 10 uh god playground um is uh, do- doing with the hot wheels i'm kind of curious what you know after playing this how they executed and what their gameplay techniques might be so who knows maybe that'll be something i'll check out in the future so mm-hmm. Other than that, no, that's pretty much all I've been playing, unfortunately. So a lot, a lot of working, a lot of watching baseball this week. So that's pretty much it for me. So, all right. So for me, it's been really not too much. I completed Ninja Savior for Ninja Savior is the sequel to uh, Ninja Warrior, which is an old school arcade game. I think it's by Tato, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and um, it's 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 a 2D uh, scrolling left left and right uh, beat 'em up or slash 'em up from the uh, in in the arcade anyway. And this game, Ninja Savior, is a sequel. I I completed the game, meaning that I finished the game with all of the characters and have unlocked the the last character, which is. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, the last character is this ro- is this uh, android called Raiden, who is just huge. Like it's as big, if not bigger, than some of the boss androids you fight in the game. So what's neat is that you can grab boss characters and literally throw them across the screen. That's <laughs> funny. Raiden. So Raiden's almost like a cheat code. <clears throat> Just to go, just to go through the game. I haven't gone through the game with him yet, uh, but I did unlock him, so I, I'm I'm considering the game finished. Um, played that. Also went back to. Uh, I think this guy got this game was free for a while. Um, Kung Fury. 
they and this was some time ago they and it's basically just a really simple uh it's a borderline memorization beat em up if that makes sense so you use either the left and right on the on the uh, digital pad or you use square and circle you can only punch or rather attack left or right you can't move and what they and, and this game is like so it's got this this 90s vibe to it you know the main character looks like uh what's his name one of the um what's his name uh uh oh he did uh, he did that rambo spoof movie from the 90s i can't remember the name of oh, it right uh, no, it was. Um, you talking about uh, Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. A, I forget the name of it, but oh, it was Hot like Shots. the spoof on Hot Shots. Yeah, looks looks like him, sounds like him. And <laughs> the 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 premise. Once they added the because the story mode came later, and it's just you're you were you and your friends are heading to the beach and you were kidnapped and uh kind of Johnny Mnemonic jacked into an arcade machine and so you have to collect all the pieces of the main modem to to find your way back into the real world and you're fighting these digital nazis and it's a rhythm game because or or a memorization game rather because as you're tapping left and right to attack the enemies have a certain number of hits that it takes to de to defeat them. So, like the robots are four hits, the Nazi nurses are three hits, and the Nazi gunmen are two hits, and like the regular Nazi foot soldiers are one hit. So each of them have their slightly different attack patterns, and you it it just becomes a memorization game, and it's it's really kind of uh, turn your brain off and just kind of zone out it, it's it's done in this 90s raster graphics art style with scan lines and ridiculous a, re, a ridiculous uh <laughs> ridiculous storyline to the um uh to the to the, the silly narrative that they put in that game but really that's i'm still at a loss for what i'm what, for my next game for my next main game I wound up taking uh, Destroy All Humans 2 back, as I mentioned in the first, uh, in episode 183, it just wasn't doing anything for me. So I'm still kind of scanning my backlog looking for the next game I'm going to dive into before Ragnarok drops. So, but other than that, that's really all. I've been I've been doing I'm still watching my my shows I'm still watching Hell's Kitchen and regular show. Um I did watch on Hulu they did a reinterpretation of the Hell the first Hellraiser movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It didn't suck. I thought it was going to suck. But it it didn't. It actually um I well they made some they made some fairly significant changes to the backstory of the cube and 
I I guess I I I I guess it's that 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 was okay. Um, what I the the only thing that I really didn't like is they instead of Pinhead being an entity of himself, he's more of a class of Cyberbite. That I really didn't like because you had more than one Pinhead running around, and that was kind of. It was like they tried to make Pinhead like the this this kind of like this amorphous title of you know like the highest level of cyber. I, I I don't and they never really clarified that in the in the movie, and that's another thing I didn't understand. They had multiple Pinheads running around. That yeah. really didn't do anything for me. Yeah, that. So I guess the movie kind of uh is for the hardcore fans who basically have like read all the comics and read all of the you know who know a lot about the lore uh so so if you don't know all the lore and you're coming at it from someone who is who just knows like the first movie then yeah i can totally understand why you were why you didn't know what was going on so yeah clive barker a couple and a couple books ago said that you know he's a there, there's, there's like these high priests, and and so there are. That is a title that that you get, and Pinhead had 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 aspired to it, and and got it, and so, so that's. But the thing is, is there shouldn't be any other Pinheads. There could yeah, be other high priests, but there two. shouldn't be any other Pinheads. So that's there's, the thing that. Yeah. yeah, there's two, and they made a third, which didn't make yeah. any sense. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why that was planned, <laughs> but okay, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think what they, I think what they were doing is like by the time the third one was made, because I saw at least two. Yeah. Um, I think the idea behind the third one was that. This one is the pinhead from the, you know, the, from the original. I think, I think, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I mean, it 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 it, it may be worth a look see if you've got Hulu, check it out. But it was okay, you know. I've seen worse horror movies, definitely, definitely seen much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. That's kind of what I've heard as well. It's like people are just kind of like, eh, you know, like if you if you want to watch it, cool, but you can definitely skip it. Yeah, yeah, it is it, always oh, very skippable, very skippable. Yeah. I, I don't, I, yeah, for sure. But that's really all I've been checking out this past week or so. So with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Diz, right. you got the mic, bro. All righty. So, um, yeah, uh, the main event. So, again, as always, want to say thank you to everyone who takes the time to uh, respond to our main event. Uh, we really appreciate it. So, for this uh, main event, the question was, um, with the pending shutdown of Stadia, you know, let's pour one out for Stadia. It'll be a light beer because no one really liked it. So, uh, um, uh, what are your thoughts on cloud-based gaming? Was Stadia too was Stadia too soon to be viable? Uh, was it the marketing bad, or was it something else? Let us know, and we'll discuss it on our next show. Uh, so, 
John BT responded, uh, I was visiting my brother in Chicago and his internet was crap. I asked him about it and he said the base Comcast plan was 50 megabytes um, and the best for his neighborhood was 180. By contrast in Nashville, I choose between one gig and two gigs because Google decided to test fiber in Nashville and AT&T, which I have, had to follow along. That is why streaming doesn't work. So, so in John's eyes, it's an infrastructure kind of thing. The U.S. does not have the right infrastructure to uh, make it a viable, um, basically a viable option uh, versus um, a console and or PC based. Um, so, Joe, what what do you think? Do you, do you think that that's that's an accurate assumption? As far as the um, streaming and whatnot, yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think it's one of the reasons why is because uh, you know the infrastructure for the U.S. is just not anywhere near, because a lot of people are still, you know, in some instances, I, I really hope not, are still using like dial up and stuff. Like I don't think anyone's using dial up anymore. No, no, no one's using dial up sorry, anymore. Sorry, you know. But... Yeah, but I know people in rural areas sometimes they have to resort to using satellite internet on there or i know that you know t-mobile and other uh, mo mobile providers are now verizon is big in the in the central and flyover country that's what yeah I, I know there's fios too from verizon that's like uh like in new york city and whatnot that's was one of the first like google fiber you know like you know high speed internet services but really and truly until uh the FTC decides to make uh, the internet as being a public utility versus a, uh, you know, commercial uh, utility of some sort, you know, because, you know, with the, you know, with you having the power company or whatnot, you know, like there's cities like there. I know there's one in Kentucky, I believe, that the city itself decided, OK, we're going to provide like the best internet. And they went ahead and made, made it a... Uh, citywide thing to where they took it out of the um, hands of AT&T, Comcast, Cox, you know, whatever providers might, might be out there and decided to go and just do a whole entire city worth of high speed internet to get businesses and attract businesses. And it's just uh, the U.S. is kind of spread out too thin. Uh, there really needs to be some sort of government intervention and or initiative to uh, make sure our internet infrastructure is up to snuff on here. Uh, I've kind of said on the show previously, I'm in a, like a pocket in my city where I can't get fiber. I only could get 100 down, you know, and 100 down is doing okay for me for the most part, but uh, I would love to have a, a 1,000 down like other people have an option to do. Like if I didn't move, if I didn't sell the house, uh, that I was living in previously, I could have gotten fiber. I could have uh, been able to choose between AT&T and Comcast, but now I'm just stuck with one provider. So hmm. yeah, I, I have no choice. And I live in a city where it's a hundred, you know, half a million people. So, you know, I could only imagine living out in the boons or, you know, living out somewhere where I had to kind of rely on uh, five down, 10 down, <laughs> you know, 15 down. So hmm. now I've, I've seen people that had to rely on such things. So. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kev? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. We're just we just don't have the infrastructure. Um, but 
<clears throat> I think I think Google failed for for other reasons too, though. It it, it has it, and it had the least of which is the infrastructure that's in place. Is that business model? I think that was the biggest thing that the the biggest hurdle that 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 was facing anybody who took a more than uh, surface look before jumping in. It's like okay, I have to pay for my streaming service, whether I want 4K or 1080P or whatever. I gotta pay for that. And on top of that, I've got to pay full price for these games that I can't download, that I can't own, that it went in the event of Stadia going away, and lo and behold, it is, uh, I can't play these games anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That was its biggest hurdle, in my view. Yeah, I would I would 100% agree. And uh, Chase actually agrees with you as well. Uh, Chase says uh, cloud-based gaming will never be viable until the until the internet infrastructure is better. It's 2022, and there are still rule arrows with shit internet or data caps. So I do not give it the benefit of the doubt, especially since the games are full price games, just like console or PC. So there is input lag. It's all it at all at all. I'm not playing. Um, maybe uh, I'd be more for- forgiving if I'm streaming games I already own on Steam, uh, but xCloud streaming games on Games Pass on Game Game Pass is is a better model since I'm not having to buy the games separately to play via cloud. That said, Sadia falling failing isn't really a cloud gaming issue, rather a Google graveyard issue. Then he linked to uh, stuff. Uh, um i stuff being killed by google in its early phases um which which also i think i think is 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 a, another thing that possibly could be could be an issue you know maybe maybe google basically thought that this was a good idea and because they have such a such a uh, a uh, an enormous amount of capital they went ahead and did it but then really didn't think about like a long-term ramifications of of this, you know, and they kind of touted it as like the next phase in gaming and this and that. Um, well, I, I remember like three, four years ago, we we're talking Stadia like it was like a big deal. Like, you know, they got a conference of showing exclusive yeah. games, you know, you got Phil Harrison up there, you know, and lo and behold it's just in you know i wouldn't say it's as bad as the ouya or anything like that but it's just one of these topics that kind of became pervasive and people wondering if this was the next big big thing when in actuality the next big thing is the thing that's currently on the shelves right now these consoles you know so yeah yeah and so will d said um all right uh, so I will start with this. Cloud-based gaming has its place. GeForce Now actually worked really well in certain applications, but the infrastructure in the U.S. is not ready. Sadia may have worked in geo-locked environments with controlled hardware. Unfortunately, I think we are still five to ten years out from Sadia working. And I have to. I think Will D kind of hit it right on the head. I just think that. I think that Google felt that there would be enough uh, buy-in from big city uh, big city users 
that it would justify it being a cloud-based server. And I just think that they didn't really take into consideration the 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 user what where the user base is, you know, and and really thinking that that a lot of people I I don't know if this was the way to I, I'm I'm really conflicted by this because I think that you know uh, steps in tech you know, te technology innovation is good. But when you try to jump over the natural progression of things, possibly it could be a bad thing. You know, and I think people want to play on the go. I think some people do want to play on the go because people live their lives, you know, out and about and doing stuff. But there's also a, a lot of people, especially now, uh, with the sort of like post, you know, epidemic kind of, of stuff where people just don't want to leave their houses. Um, and people are working from home so that making a service that allowed you to to get everything that you needed you know from from them you know look like a viable option but i think again the delivery method is where everything fell apart yeah um, it's the whole thing of having to pay 60 a full retail price for uh something up in the cloud on there, no, I, there no, had... no, I think people would have did it i think people would have done it i yeah. just think the problem was not not enough people were signing up for it you know, for, 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 for the reasons that everyone stated, there just wasn't enough people, you know, to, to make it viable who were wanting to do it in, in areas that were, that were, uh, uh, that were structured, like Will D said, with, with, with a stronger infrastructure, with fiber, with, with the, with the out, with the actual, you know, infrastructure to make this a viable, a viable uh, option. And I think that's yeah, I the mean, problem. There, there is a community of Stadia gamers out there that this was their way to play. And this is where they met other gamers that were on Stadia as well and kind of had kindred spirits going on and so on and so forth. So, yes, and it would be great to see where those people were. Like, where were they located? Were they located in Nashville? Were they located in New York? Were they located in areas <laughs> where, where, where the infrastructure is such that, that this was a viable, you know, a viable yeah. option, you know, and I think that would be really interesting to see, you know, but if, but if someone in, you know, Florida or Idaho, you know, can't get it, then why, why are that, that, that's not what they're going to do. Like, they're not, they're not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I dabbled with playing with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey for a little bit, and I felt the experience was actually not bad on there um you know i felt it was running like in you know close to 60 frames a second and i felt it, it was a decent experience it wasn't like playing from a console though so you know since i already have all the hardware here to play whatever i want to play it's just uh, nothing to where you know i'm more thinking of cloud being something where i could play something i already own or already play on an existing uh, platform on the go if i want to on here, there's other users out there that have been talking because on PS5 there is no remote play with the Vita, but there's people that are still buying PS4 versions of games coming out because of the fact that they have decent enough internet uh, to where they could adequately um, take their Vita on the go and be able to play uh, PS4 games out and about using their Vita, using remote play still. So, and that's like an old ass technology. I mean, we're talking about you know you're you know, not old but you know from three four years ago you know so yeah and 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 another thing that i don't think these cloud-based companies have ever fully addressed what type of games are these people expecting them to play and i'm when i say i'm when i when i say them i'm talking about 
these three billion mobile users that Phil and uh, uh, all these other all these other executives, you know, from the, on the on the PlayStation side, are always yapping and yammering about. Are you trying to tell me that somebody who carries their phone or maybe has a tablet is going to want to play a game like Assassin's Creed, which requires a substantial advancement into the game of your time in order to make any kind of progress? Are you telling me that those folks are really are, are want to play those type of games in the midst of a 30-minute commute, 45-minute commute, hour commute. I mean, unless you've got, unless you're on a bullet train going from, you know, from from Fresno to L.A. or Fresno to, to, to San Francisco, which we do not have uh, yet, anyway. Um, where Where is this, what type of games are these folks... What type of games are these folks expected to be playing? And I have yet, I, I, I go back to this constantly. I have yet to see anybody sitting at, waiting for a bus to hold, be holding a cell phone attached to a controller, attached to a, what was that, backbone, jawbone, whatever they call them things that, 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 make your make your cell phone into a portable gaming device. I have never seen anybody bust out their Android tablet mm -hmm. and slap on one of these 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 weird configurations to give it controllers. I have people playing you you I have seen people on their DSs. I have seen people on their PSPs. I have even seen a couple people on Vita in public transportation. I have never seen these devices, the, the, these, these attachments attached to these mobile devices. So I don't even know what, what type of game that these folks are, are, are do they think these folks are going to be playing? You know, uh, I don't get it. One thing I, I know, um, talking to Alfred from GH Radio, is that he uses uh, Backbone. For Xbox specifically, but he uses it uh, to play on his phone while his kids are using his TV or while other people in the house are using the TV that the console is connected to. Or they might be playing a game on Xbox and he wants to play something else in the meantime and he doesn't want to play Switch. He's busting out the backbone and within the same internet uh, infrastructure inside of his house being able to play certain games while, you know, on the bed, on the couch, wherever he's he's at. So that's that's another use of using a backbone and using cloud gaming is to be able to access content on other devices, you know, not just on the go, but within your household on there. And I know it's something I don't have to deal with because I have multiple screens, you know, I don't live with anyone on here. But if you have a family, if you're you know, dealing with a thing where you can't get to the TV that you normally play at, that might be a viable solution too, so... Yeah, but is is that the customer that they have in mind when they when uh, uh, Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer are constantly harping on these three billion mobile users? No, not really. I don't they think want, that's who they, 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 they want to get. That's who they're talking that, about. 
They want to get people that don't own a console that they want the Candy Crush. Yeah, they want the Candy Crush crew. Candy Crush crew don't care about playing Horizon Zero Dawn on their phone. Candy Crush crew don't care about playing Assassin's Creed on their tablet. It, it, I don't think that these, that these, that these cloud-based services have really sat down and really thought about what type of software the mobile user is playing. They really have it. I, I, oh man, I get to play Gears of War on my phone. I can play Horizon Zero Dawn on my phone. I can play whatever on my phone. They don't care about playing those games because if they did, they would have the hardware within their living room spaces that's freely available to play those games. I I don't get the I I I just do not understand who this service is being marketed to. I mean, they tell us who they want to market to, who they want, who are they're trying to market this thing to. I just don't know. I don't think that person exists, to be perfectly honest. Within that $3 billion, that person who wants to take literally all their content wherever they go, who wants to play these long, multiple-hour, in-depth games, who wants to play Fortnite, who wants to play all this, all this different stuff, in a truly mobile format, I don't think that person exists. There's maybe a little bit of overlap, but if I'm sitting waiting for waiting in the DMV, you know, well, maybe you could make make substantial headway in Horizon Zero Dawn while you're waiting in for the DMV. <laughs> but <laughs> but mean, yeah, uh, if if I'm waiting for a, I'm waiting to uh, to be seen by my doctor, I don't have time to to. By the time I boot that game up, I'm being called in. Yeah. So who are these, what type of games do these, and when I say these services, I'm talking PlayStation, Xbox, you know, Stadia. What type of games are these people expected to be playing? And I don't think anyone has given me a substantial answer for that. Yeah, not sure either. I mean, I know they want to get some people that maybe want a console experience at home and not own a console, not own a PC, and be able to access content that way as well. But you know, you got to look at two of some of the games that are on mobile devices right now that are on cell phones. A lot of gotcha games, especially with the Square Enix and Final Fantasy and other franchises. There, you know, Diablo is on mobile and it's actually doing okay. But you know, there's controversy about that. But uh, there's a lot to be said. I mean, when I played Honkai uh, Star Rail, um, you know, at PAX, I'm not going to be the one playing Genshin Impact or Honkai on my mobile device. It's just too limiting to me. And uh, I'm, I marvel at these kids playing like PUBG and uh, Fortnite on their phone because it's just a different, uh, you know, different interface animal. than what I'm used to. It's but a completely like, different animal, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super comfortable with it, and um, that's the way they play. And just like me, not not wanting or understanding to play mouse and keyboard with, uh, you know, 
uh, dungeon loot games like Diablo and whatnot, you know, I have to play with a controller. I just learned to play those on the controller. And so playing the mouse and keyboard, which is pretty much the norm for that genre, it's just out of sort for me. So I could kind of feel it the same way for these uh, kids growing up playing Fortnite on their phones that, you know, maybe that's where they're most comfortable in playing the game. You know, look at the evolution in the fighting game community with the hitbox and whatnot, too. So there's always a, a way for control schemes and everything and, uh, you know, where you normally consume content, you know, it could possibly change for a new generation, too. So I think the one thing that's kind of crazy I sat onto it is like if you go to like an an Applebee's or you go to a um I was gonna sound bad, but if you go to like an Applebee's or you go to like a Chili's and you have these like, you know, families of four who are like sitting there, you know, and you got like three kids and each of these kids has tablets and they're playing Roblox on those tablets, you know, that money adds up. And I think that's I think they're trying to hit an older crowd with that same kind of that same kind of uh, idea. Like, you know, okay, like if if the parents were gamers um, and now their kids are gamers, you know, how can we kind of meet them both at the same, you know, and and market these and and make it, you know, okay, you know. And I'm thinking, I think what they might be trying to do is actually kind of prime the pump for the next generation. So it might not be like like, Kev, like Jill was saying, it might not be for him right now being an elder statesman of gaming, but those new cats, those new kids that are coming out and they're playing with their fingers and they're tapping on screens and they're running around, you know, doing stuff. I mean, this this technology or this 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 might be for them. And I think it I think that might be the missing thing that we're not just kind of understanding. It's like it's for it's for you know the children of gamers now and then they're trying to prime the pump for them to get them uh used to buying uh products online well i mean i've i will use my nephew ej as kind of like the representative of of that demographic Mm -hmm. he has a phone he ain't playing assassin's creed on his phone he ain't play. He, he won't play Horizon Zero Dawn on his phone. Will he play Roblox? Yeah. Will does he play Fortnite on on his phone? At at some points, yeah. But he's not playing these in depth, narrative driven games on any of his mobile devices. He's not, there's no time for it. You may have there's there's time to get in a quick a quick match of Fortnite at recess. But are you going to, but, you know, maybe, maybe between breaks between, you know, morning and, and late after, uh, or after luncheon or and late evening classes, if you have extracurricular activities at school, there is no time for this type of content that Xbox and PlayStation are continuously pushing as being great for the cloud. Well, you never know then. That might there is that none. Is no time. We, we might get a we might get a uh a uh And he ain't he don't have a jawbone. He don't have a he don't have a uh he's like why am I going to use that? I, I 
We might get no, a, I, I, a, a shorter <laughs> Assassin's Creed that's specifically for phones now. You well, know? it would have to be. It would have to be. But but what I'm saying, I'm just saying what I see in the marketing. Yeah. The marketing is pushing the console experience in on a mobile device, and that is just not that. That's just not going to work because those people have no interest in playing those games in the contest in the context. Where a mobile, where they would be front and center with their mobile device, it's not enough time. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, well. So again, want to say thank you to everybody uh, who took the time to have a uh, to respond. Um, I think this is definitely a uh, a big issue, uh, or a big I don't want to say issue or concern. It's just a big topic, you know, because because even though Stadia failed. Uh, there will be something else to take its place. Mark my words, there will be something else to take its place. Um, and they are documenting everything that happened with Stadia to make sure that the next iteration of it um, will, will will hopefully not fail. So just saying, we have not heard the end of, uh, of cloud-based gaming. Not at all. I'm kind of curious about Amazon Luna myself, but I'm nothing to where I want to buy the controller or do anything. But, you know, with me being a Prime member, I get... Luna games every month I have access to. So there you go. So alrighty. So uh, for the uh, for the question for episode 185, uh, we ask, what are your thoughts on video game reviews? Do you use them when deciding on which games to buy or skip? If you do use them, who are your trusted reviewers? Let us know your thoughts, and we'll discuss them on our next show. So and. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to send it over to the Jabroni Chief with the Jabroni Gaming News. All right. Thank you, Des. Okay. You're so welcome. first thing up, uh, we're going to talk about some uh, moving and shaking in the whole PlayStation network uh, integration with PCs. So. Uh, this past week, uh, with uh, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, the latest patch came out for Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PC. They enabled the ability to be able to link your um, Steam profile with your PSN profile on here. So, and they made that official. So, integration occurred. Uh, you're able to get some unlocks, of course, and uh, be able to earn trophies as well on here. So, so uh, I guess earlier this year it was found when they were doing a, like a, uh, a data um, viewing of the um, code if not but uh, we'll have to see if other PlayStation games on Steam will enable linking your PSN account then from there so so uh, just uh, Kev yeah mm -hmm. you there yeah. you smell that you smell that coming out of the kitchen <laughs> you smell that coming out of the kitchen buddy yeah, it's getting close. It's just a matter of time. I got another year. I got yeah, another but, year. You know, we're we're gonna have steak regardless. So we're all smelling. We're all smelling the uh, hot beef. The yeah, hot beef. So I'm it's just, just saying. I'm just saying. Just, tastes, just the um. It tastes sweeter. The determination when it's free. who is going to pay. So you know. It tastes sweeter when it's free. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just figured to mention it, but, uh, you know, just to kind of bring a, a little bit more to the discussion, too, to as well, is that 
Uh, Herman Hulse uh, did do some interviews uh, this past week on here. So, and he sat down, uh, had an interview where he kind of divulged a few things on here. Uh, one thing he made a statement says that Sony's growing focus on live service games doesn't mean they're planning to stop making the single player story-based experience the company is famous for. On here, uh, Sony said in May that it's planning to have 12 live service games in its market by fiscal year ending in March 2026. Mm. On here, they are focusing, basically, they want to have half of their annual releases to be on PC and mobile by 2025. On here, so, um, you know, he made a statement. This is a quote from Herman Hulse. says, we have a history and reputation for building these incredible narrative-driven single-player games, such as Last of Us, Horizon, and the upcoming God of War Ragnarok. Uh, some of our biggest titles in the single-player narrative-driven space are also our most profitable titles. On here, um, they basically said that uh, f- as far as PlayStation 4, that they could still develop for that, even though there's no uh, subsequent first-party titles confirmed for the console beyond God of War Ragnarok. On there, we don't, we certainly do not want to forget the millions of active players on PS4, and we to uh, ensure that there's great games for them as well. On here, also, he did, in the same interview, make a statement talking about as far as what they want to do for first-party titles. So he stated in the uh, interview that uh, Sony's first-party PlayStation releases will likely take a, quote-unquote, at least a year to launch on PC, uh, although live service games might come sooner. They will come here. sooner. Yeah. Uh, that's that They will come sooner. They have to. Yeah, it's their live lying. service. And you over here lying. They, That's they day and to... date. Live, yeah. live yeah. service is day and date. Yeah, the the quote from Herman Hulse says it's really been great to see the teams that uh, see their wonderful creations also being released on PC. There are more players, and that's really helpful. I think going forward, we'll see at least a year between releases on PlayStation and on the PC platform, possibly with the exception of live service games. He also elaborated, and this is another quote, a little bit different in nature because you want to have a really strong community, strong engagement right away when you go live. So we might be uh, in the case where our live service offerings go day and date with PC and PlayStation on there. So so we'll have to see um, what kind of comes about this. I'm kind of curious. You know, we haven't really mentioned it, but... uh, in the prior week, there were some rumblings and bumblings about some upcoming PlayStation um, remasters and live service titles in the works. Uh, there is a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster in the works on here. Of course, you know, everyone and their uncle's mother started beating the war drums on the Internet because they want to equate every um, game being remade by Sony as being a Last of Us Part 1 total remake from the bottom ground up and trying to use that uh, to uh, complete some sort of narrative about Sony versus their platform of choice. And so you know that quotes like, you know, Sony is out of their minds. You know, they're not out of their minds. They're businessmen doing business. That's basically it. So, yep. but, you know, as far as this whole thing, I just want to open the floor. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, we, I know we're going to be eating steak regardless. I went ahead. I did a little crack internet research and i found out that the uh gap of our bet our bet is going to be from november 12 2020 the release of the playstation 5 and so i have and you have kev until november 20 12 
2023 uh, if the shit goes down where they do release a, a game day and date and we both agree that this is proper first party then you know we'll get our beef on at that mm-hmm. point there's no beef about beef <laughs> <laughs> about that now whether our our little brother Desmond gets any free beef in, 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 in the in meantime. I will definitely well, pay for my own just to watch it happen. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's up to the payer whether, you know, we're going to kick down. Well, then it's know. up to you to decide. Up to me to decide. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're acting like it's set in stone. Dude, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Shit might happen. Another pandemic. Who knows, you know? You know, <laughs> Russia, yeah, Russia might release that. a warhead. Don't say that. <laughs> You know, you know, we have nuclear Armageddon, and no one's getting steak. We're gonna be all <laughs> eating like a, like the leg off a table or some shit. <laughs> it's not that big a deal, dude. Come on now. Okay. We're all eating spam out here, of a can wishing, and enjoying it. So. Over here wishing Armageddon, so we never buy steak. Come on now. <laughs> I, I tell you, I the thing about all of this, you know, Herman Holtz little speech here. And I understand all that, but I got you got to go back to um, of the I was about to say his name, the guy who designed the PlayStation four and the PlayStation five. What's his name? Um, Mark Cerny, Mark Cerny. I got to go back to Mark Cerny's speech or his little lecture that everybody blew out of proportion yeah. and said, oh, this was terrible. If you did a little research and you understood, and believe me, I am no electrics, electronic engineer, not by any stretch of the imagination. But listening to what the man said, the goal of the PlayStation 5 was with regards to how it delivered content made it seem like this hardware was going to literally allow developers and of course you would expect your first party development teams to lead the charge in this to literally change the way games were designed. No more would you have to have walking through a crevice or climbing some long ladder or getting into an elevator to hide uh, level loading screens. You could actually design a game without all that stuff and the creators would have the freedom to implement the game closer to their original vision. You can't do that when you're still tethered to last gen. You can't. And I'm just talking about from the the, the PlayStation uh, console perspective. You can't do that. You can't fully do that if you are still tethered to last gen. And I get it. There's 120 million of those things still out there. And the PS5 is still relatively difficult to get. I have not seen them sitting in store shelves just for ready ready for anybody to pick up. I'm hearing that it's starting to happen in other places of the country, but I personally haven't seen it here. You, I want to know that 
the experience that I was promised is still part of the plan with this with this console. And I don't care what you tell me. I don't care because it just simply can't it, it can't be as long as those games are still in de- new games are still in development for the PS4, we are not going to see the full extent of this console's abilities as long as it's tethered to to last gen. We're just not. You can't design the same game to run on both platforms and say that this is the true this is this is the full power of this console that you purchased. You cannot do that. Now, do I have complaints having played Horizon Forbidden West on PS5? Uh, no, I really don't. I, I can't say that I have any complaints. But I know just by simple, s- simple logic that this game had to be designed for the lowest common denominator that being the base PlayStation 4. You had to be able to do everything that on that PS5 that, that you could do. Oh man, I'm getting on the getting on the pterodactyl flying around. I'm jumping on this this thunder jaw and ripping ripping its guns out and using them as weapon. All that cool stuff you have to be able to do on the lowest common denominator, that being the base PS4. And I just can't help but think what design changes could have made Horizon Forbidden West even a better game if they didn't have to worry about last gen. And that's going to be in the back of my mind for every subsequent first-party title that comes out that is tethered to PS4. You know, and, and as someone who, as someone, as someone who is going to be console for life, because I've, I've, it just doesn't make financial sense it, to do PC gaming the way I would want to do it. I'm, you're, I'm just, it, it, you're just the 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 your diminished returns are just. Uh, it, you know, it, it, to me, they're there. I mean, yeah, would it look better, quote unquote? Yeah, but compare that to buying a five hundred dollar box to paying eighteen hundred just for the graphics card alone. To me, that just doesn't make any sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the console space regardless. But at the same time, I want to know that the content that I'm going to be paying for, that. This box is first and foremost, and you can't tell me that it is when, A, you're developing for PS4. You have to, if that game is coming out for PS4, and B, and this is what someone else mentioned this before, if the game has, has if you know that this next hot game is coming out for PC, You've got to keep. You've got to have in the, in on your design cues. You've got to know that. Hey, guess what? 
I've got we've got to design this game to run on to run on PCs with folks that have 1060s, 1070s, 1080s. Am I really you know on rigs that are less powerful than the current crop of consoles? I that's always going to be in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm thinking next year we're going to next year we're going to start seeing much more um games that are specifically for the uh for the um New consoles, uh, the yeah, current the consoles. consoles. I think yeah. that's why I think that's why we're getting a, a cyberpunk so fast. I think part of Cyberpunk's cyberpunk stuff was because they had to they had to make sure that it came out on the PS on the PS5, you know. And and if and if my speculations are or, sorry, they had to make sure that it came out on the PS4. Sorry, and I think that my speculation is like P, uh, Cyberpunk two, hopefully, will be a much better game. Um, that is my hope anyway, but but we'll see. Yeah. Now I'm 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 gonna say this, and I, I'm almost tempted to make this a, another bet for something else. Get ready for Spider-Man 2 to be announced for PS4. Don't no, don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Get ready for Spider-Man 2 to be announced for PS4, even though they have said, Oh, this is this is next gen next gen only this is the same company that said they believe in generations well we we know we know how that went you've got a hundred you've got a hundred and a hundred ten hundred fifteen hundred twenty million ps4s out there depending on what on which number you you want to go with you've got one of the biggest ips in the world made by one of the most respected game companies in the world. Do you really think PS5 availability or not that they're going to have the 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 wherewithal to walk away from that money on the table? I really hope they do. I, I hope they, uh, I hope they do too. But I don't think they will. Uh, Maybe you'll see to where they'll get a lesser team to work on a Spider-Man sequel on the PS4, maybe? Like, kind of almost like uh, just building off the engine? No, you cannot deliver a a lesser, different game on the same family of platforms and charge charge full price for that. That would be suicide. That would mean that they would have to limit the scope of Spider-Man 2 in order to get it to function on base PS4 hardware. They're already saying, well, we're going to take it on a case-by-case basis going into the future, past 2023, of of launching first-party games on PS4. So in my mind, when you start talking like that, that means you're going to be pushing content, new content, for this old ass hardware well into the current generation's life cycle, maybe even up to its end. And I don't like that at all. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely see because now we know that, you know, uh, Cyberpunk does have a have a sequel coming out. You know, it was it was just announced. So um I'm wondering if um, 
if that is going to be our sort of, you know, like the first, the first of many, you know, games that's going to come out, you know. Um, and there you're trying to segue. Uh, yeah. Let me go and mention, we'll talk about the CD Project Red on here because that was our next uh, point of topics on there, Des. Sorry to interrupt. So let's go and discuss that on here. So they did announce uh, it's working on a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, and they're working on a new trilogy of Witcher games, uh, some Witcher spinoffs, and also an uh, original IP. Man, they're working on a lot. But uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, codenamed Project Orion, is going to be developed by CD Projekt uh, Red North America. There's a new studio opening up in Boston on here. So they had some project leads from the uh, CD Projekt Red team in Poland uh, move over and they are going to lead the cause to develop this uh, new sequel on there uh, for Cyberpunk 2077 on here. So work on or Orion, the code name, will begin after the release of the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 expansion Phantom Liberty next year on here. So. And so we'll have to see what happens. So they're going to set up a new team in Boston. They have a Vancouver team already. They are forming a new studio, CG Project Red North America, on there. Uh, they also have an original IP codename Project Hater, that's been in development until uh, at least until late last year. Uh, that they're in the conception phase, on here, and it'll be different from anything they did with The Witcher or with Cyberpunk. On there, and of course, uh, Witcher, they are working on a fourth mainline Witcher game, uh, start of a new trilogy on wow. here. And so all three games are planned to be released within a six-year period after the first. So, I, I think they're coming back with the vengeance. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Including to the new trilogy, an innovative take on the Witcher universe is in development at the Molasses Flood, the American studio behind Flame and the Flood. That required last year a uh, codename Project Sirius on here. So I guess it's a little side game on here for people and fans of The Witcher uh, and new audiences. And maybe it's a more of an indie, uh, smaller title on there based in The Witcher universe on there. So, but And then they are also working on a new full-fledged Witcher game um, with a third-party studio led by some ex-Witcher developers on here and it's a story-driven single-player open-world RPG within the Witcher universe on there so and it's the first Witcher title being developed outside of CD Projekt Red itself on here but uh, I guess this uh, separate team is going to be working on Unreal Engine 5 on there for this title on here so and they're definitely working off the ip brand that they have with the witcher with you know movies and comics and you know netflix shows and so on and so forth so so you know they made their money with cyberpunk they're coming back with a vengeance because that money's in their pockets you know good bad and different they did kind of rescue the game a bit from when it came out on launch i just hope they're "Quote unquote investors will give them enough time to release these games." Oh, they will. Now, within the uh, time window to where they're not going to suffer the, uh, you know, crunch. back and forths. Yeah, because not only the crunch, but you know, I, I think not, no one wanted to see Cyberpunk selling for five dollars at Best Buy. Okay. Ah. <laughs> you know, no one wanted to see the game fall flat on its face. On there. Granted, they make they made their money because they sold X million amount of copies, and there's people that enjoy the game 
proper, but you know, the people playing on PS4 and Xbox One, the original VCR Xbox One, obviously got the short end of the stick a little bit with this game. Uh, they really did. Yeah. Like they really did. You know, and I felt bad for them because I was just like, oh, you know. But but like Kevin was saying, it's just kind of like you know, I don't know. It's just I'm sad, you know, yeah. for, for for folks like that, you know. Yeah, we kind of talked amongst ourselves, but I know that I am going to go and play Cyberpunk 2077 for the first time. I've never played it, even though I bought it, you know. And uh, now with this resurgence and the latest patch, I'm kind of curious about it. So I think you said the same, right, Des? Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna try it again. Again, it was just. It's just I gotta get by. I guess gotta get past that first opening sequence because the setup just takes so long. You know, that's the that's just the problem of the game. It's just like it just the setup just takes so long. So, so if you're able to get past the setup and and the the yeah, just the setup. If you're able to get past the setup, you know, then maybe it'll be a much better game. But I don't know. It's kind of where I'm at with it. Do you have something to say, Kevin? I know you're beginning to say something. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that they made up their money and that they're pushing forward with sequels and going back and revisiting The Witcher and pushing new content out for that franchise. But at the same time, I just have to say, all of this could have been avoided if cyberpunk would have just simply released for pc only and i keep hearing about these hundreds of millions of people that play games on pc this would have been the great showcase game to flex your 2080 ti on right and this would have been the game that that says, hey, this is the reason why I, I took out a second mortgage just to buy my GPU. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the prices weren't that out of whack back then. They were they they really weren't. They they are now, <laughs> but they really weren't back then to get a top end gaming rig. But I'm I mean I mean really that's it. I mean what are what do what do PC gamers who run on the higher end what games do they have to look forward to outside of PlayStation ports that really showcase the power of their GPU? I can't think of any. I mean, I really can't. I mean, maybe the the what is what what's that those those uh uh those turn-based, uh, those turn-based strategy games, maybe the 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 what was it, Civilization, maybe, but anything that's an actual action, you know, game. What what what's what is there? <laughs> I, I can't think of it. And this would have been the perfect game to showcase that. Well, you're in the comments, and they would have know, avoided. Me... They would have avoided all of this nonsense. But they want to make that money. That's the thing. Their investors want to make that money, so it's a thing. And when you have Warner Brothers Games and all these distributors, and you know, obviously the 
point of focus is to earn profit. So yeah, they just should have they should have just done done the right thing. And but for me, I, this this game is too late the, too late in the equation. I got new games to play. Uh, I, I'm not worried about going back to play. I I can't get past the fact that you can do all these things to yourself, but you can't see yourself unless you're standing in front of a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see my cyber arms and my my rocket boosted kneecaps or <laughs> whatever it is I got. <laughs> but if I'm in first person, I can't see any of that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Who knows? Maybe, maybe CD Projekt Red will you know, come to your senses and make a uh, adventure game based on the Kung Fury universe. You know, you never know. There you so. go. <laughs> maybe. All right. And then other news this past week, uh, EA has finally unveiled the latest Need for Speed game. So Need for Speed Unbound is going to be out in December. And so uh, this game is kind of looking a little bit uh, crazy with, a, you know, cartoony art style on here. They do have a innovative single player campaign that will deliver thrills and consequences, uh, quote unquote. So on here uh, kind of looks cool from what was shown on here one thing kind of throw a little background into criterion which is developing this need for speed title is that they have not worked on a need for speed title in quite a bit of time on here i know ghost was the team that worked on the last few and they've been kind of really just piss poor they tell you god's honest truth i know you've played them a little bit i haven't played Need for speed game in a while on here i mean how was payback kevin it was pretty bad right? trash payback was trash yeah. yeah. So one thing that might so was Heat, in my opinion. Yeah, Heat was another um, Ghost Games joint on there. So, but they did hand the baton back to Criterion. Criterion has done games like Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted, and also contributed to Need for Speed Rivals as well. And what's kind of interesting too is that they took the team behind Dirt Five from Codemasters because if you didn't didn't uh, remember. EA bought Codemasters, so they integrated that team that did Dirt 5 into the Need for Speed team at Criterion, and so they are the ones that have been working on this game on here, so if you are a fan, more of a fan of uh, arcade racing, this might be something to where this might actually be something that might be decent, we'll have to see, I like the art style, uh, I know if you are an EA Play member either on playstation by paying your monthly fee or if you have xbox games pass ultimate that you are able to take the uh, standard version of the game and be able to go and test it out for 10 hours uh for free it's part of your service obviously it's not free you're paying for the service do so but <laughs> on there but this game uh will be out on december the second on here if you do digitally pre-order the title uh, using EA Play, and there you're an EA Play member. You can start playing on November 29th. To kind of miss that window for Black Friday, I guess you know it's releasing <laughs> right the week after Black Friday, so you know no discount then from there. But the standard version of the game is going to be out for uh, 69.99. Out of your mind, cheap. You I'm thinking about it. I don't know how you feel about Kev because I kind of mentioned it because I know you have dabbled and you are out of the three of us probably the more active in racing games 
I do enjoy them though. I'm gonna tell you guys the honest truth. But what's what's your impressions of this so far? Visually, I like it. It kind of reminds me of it. I kind of think of initial the anime initial D. If they were to redo that in 2022, I like the idea of having things like the smoke and the motion blur getting this anime effect to them. Uh, the anime effect that they've laid on top of real people is kind of dope. So I like that. It, it looks interesting. I just hope that it's good as a game. As a, when I say as a Need for Speed game, I'm thinking Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit 2, you know, even to a lesser extent, Rivals. If it's as good as Rivals, I'd be happy. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to set the bar to, to, to Hot Pursuit 2. I have a feeling that that era is just gone and done. If it's as good as Rivals, I'd be fine. You know, so we'll. I guess we'll just see. I, 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 I don't know. I'm just tired of being let down. I'm tired of being let down by these these companies that know how to make this shit good, but for whatever reason decide not to. It's. It would be one thing if they just, you know, this was completely. Brand new, you know, ain't nobody ever heard of Need for Speed. Ain't nobody ever heard of, uh, of it did not have that legacy of classic arcade racing behind it. And I, I could understand this. I could understand Need for Speed Heat. I could understand, uh, uh, what was that? What was that other one? Break, break down, break, you know, break out, yeah. whatever, burn, you know, no. That that Need for Speed one that came before Heat that I was talking about, um, you mentioned it before. Anyway, whatever that one was, Hot Pursuit or what? Da, 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 let me go. Or da, maybe da, da, it came da, da, da. after Heat. I don't know. The both of them were trash. Both Heat and that other one were trash. I I, I could understand payback. So payback. Yeah, I could understand that if these were brand new IPs and they did not have this outstanding legacy behind it. But it's not like EA doesn't know how to make a good Need for Speed game. The reason I say that is because they did Rivals when PS4 and Xbox and, and Xbox One came out. Those were, that was a solid Need for Speed arcade racing game. Was it as good as Hot Pursuit 1 and 2? No. Not even close, but was still solid. So it's not like they don't know what to do. They just refuse to do it. And I'm tired of it. So I, I hope that it's good. That's that's the only thing I could say. I hope that I, I, while watching the trailer, I saw what I hope is a little bit of a burnout influence, you know, boosting over that jump uh, towards the end of the trailer. You know, I hope that type of stuff is in this game, and I hope it controls great, and I hope it plays great. But I'm tired. Of, I'm just tired of being let down, bro. 
Yeah. I mean, I have no idea what the whole ASAP Rocky. I've never heard of ASAP Rocky, so you asking the wrong dude. <laughs> so, do, do you know who ASAP Rocky is, Des? Yes, he's a rapper. Yeah. So, a lot, first time I heard of ASAP Rocky is when I think they had a McDonald's like promotion with him, I believe. So. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I, yeah. I, now you think about it. Yeah. 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 The McDonald's promotion. I had no clue about nothing about this guy or what he is. It's kind of telling for me. And it's like, you know, you know, you know, he ain't no cool D in my mind, but you know, who wow. is? Really? <laughs> really? I mean, you're right, but geez. Yeah. <laughs> cool Modi. Just, just back, saying. Bro. He ain't Curtis no KRS one, you know, so. Taking us back, bro. Curtis Blow. You hmm. said these are the breaks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll check Need for Speed once it comes out. Let us know out there if uh, you are anticipating this or if you want to see something like Ridge Racer come back for once, for God's sake. Come on, Namco. All right. And last thing I want to talk about is uh, about Gotham Knights. Of course, Gotham Knights is the next quote unquote big game coming out, uh, coming out in a couple of weeks on there so i've heard you know i've been seeing playthroughs uh people talk about on the web uh, i was at gamestop yesterday and the clerk was all bagging on the game i, I actually told him why are you bagging on the game with customers don't you have to sell pre-orders <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> don't you be saying I mean, oh, yeah. it's great it's great come on so i was trying I mean, to tell him that, honest i guess but yeah like, he's he was witnessing, uh, I guess he watched the playthrough and wasn't liking what he was seeing and was giving his opinion to everyone that walked in for some reason. You know, hey, do you want to pre-order Gotham Knights even though it's crap? You know, so. Wow. No, I respect it. I respect him not digging it. I, it, it you know, I respect it. Damn. All right. So it kind of kind of caught my my eyebrow a bit. I mentioned to them that you know, hey, there's a steelbook at Walmart, and they said, like, oh, really? I'm not to get the game there. Well, I thought you didn't want to get the game. Oh, steelbook, you know. So found a kindred spirit with steelbooks. And, <laughs> and one thing too, uh, just looking and researching a little bit and, and looking at the game is that um, one thing that if you didn't know that you know you're able to play as four characters in the game and. One thing that uh, interview with uh, WB Games Montreal director Jeff Eleanor uh, basically stated that they made four separate stories in the game and you cannot see the entirety of the story in one single playthrough that you will have to play the game if you want to um, four separate times to be able to see you, that specific hero's viewpoint of the plot line and what's going on on there so i mean the, overall the story is going to be the same but they're making missions distinct for each hero on there specific. so yeah, yeah specific for heroes yeah i'm i'm cool with that it's fine so yeah if you play as batgirl you're going to get batgirl's version of the events you play as robin you're going to get robin's version of the same scene on there from different viewpoints and they're going to have subtle differences on there so and uh you know that's kind of you know looking looking at that and uh, that you're able to play a new game plus with this as well uh you know i'm just sitting here i've been debating whether i'm gonna buy it or not obviously a still book i'm like okay still book actually looks pretty damn dope and i am a dc fan so it's like you know hey 
There's <laughs> better things I could probably be doing with my money, but guess what? At least I'm not like in buying lottery tickets or like smoking dope or <laughs> doing anything yeah, like smoking that. Smoking dope. Yeah, smoking dope. I will definitely be picking it up. Um, I was fine with what I saw. I watched. I watched some playthrough. Uh, that looks fine. It looks like uh, it looks like a a lighter version of the Gotham's the um Arkham series. Arkham. Yeah, yeah. You can you you have the the dodges. You have you have all the different stuff that you that that Batman had. So, I think some of the some of the voices look a bit sound a bit interesting in some of the takes. I think Tim sounds like straight up dork, so he should sound like that. Um, I do I do hope that there's a hidden character and they bring in Damian Wayne. I think that'd be really cool. They probably will um, as a DLC uh, because it deals with his father and he's supposed to be dead. Um, uh, I did think that uh, some of the models were a little weird. I did like uh, Dick Grayson. I think Dick Grayson and Barbara looked the best out of all of them. Uh, Tim Drake, eh, I'm not really sure. And then I like his, I like his redesign of he kind of has this kind of like red tactical kind of poncho thing on that he's wearing. I think that looks pretty cool. Um, uh, I think the one that they kind of got wrong is uh, they, red they, Hood? they they got Red Hood wrong. They built him like he's the tank, and he has never been that swole. So. I don't know if they felt that they needed to have different visual representations of 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 the the the, the characters, but he 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 does not he's not that swole. So that's why I'm like. And doesn't uh, he use guns? Yeah, he uses rubber bullets. So yeah, <laughs> that's a way to get around it. I guess that's, that's no, Jason does. Todd, right? Yeah, Jason Todd. He does. No, no, he does. He does use rubber bullets in the in the in the comics because he doesn't uh, he doesn't kill people. When he was not under Batman, he killed people, but but now he he does not. He uses non-lethal methods in order to subdue. Okay. At least they're so, sticking with the source material with regards to that. Yeah, but it's just he doesn't look like that in the comics. Yeah, because I I played the Red Hood DLC in one of the uh, Arkham games, and he was like the Terminator, just just smoking fools. <laughs> <laughs> Was no is knocking him out. <laughs> good guy, Deathstroke. He was busting caps. He was like the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, and um, but that's just the weird thing about him because they made it's just weird. They just made him look like the tank of the group. So he's he's just a little bit more muscular than than I expected him to be because he is he's still athletic. You know, every all of the Robins, including Batgirl has always been athletic um so but but i'm um after seeing the 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 playthrough and the and the specials and the and the games and how you change her up in the and the costumes and everything you know i'm getting a little like i'm, I'm a i'm a dc fan too and i'm a comic book fan so part of me was like okay you know okay i got it i gotta get it i gotta get it so so yeah, Joe was tempting me with the with the steel book too, so I probably will end up getting it. So at Walmart. So yeah. So just to let you know, I mean, I think Best Buy is doing the ten dollar gift card uh, with game purchase. Uh, Walmart has the steel book. Not sure what GameStop or Amazon might have, but you know, go and do a little research. One thing to keep in mind: there are spoilers floating around online. I yeah. guess there was a art book 
uh, associated with the game that got leaked and so there's a significant spoiler in the art book that if you look around you probably be able to see uh, that there is a curveball in the game that there is a significant spoiler as far as the plot line of the game I, I figured there, there was so. something coming but I probably think I'm glad you said something but I'm, I'm I'm not surprised that they've done something like that now now I will definitely be um, we'll be picking it up um, and uh, I probably won't be picking up the art book because I'm not really a big art book person unless it kind of comes with something or or it's really phenomenal. No, but, it's part of the collector's edition. The collector's edition, I believe, is almost oh, 300 gone. freaking yeah, bucks. Yeah, $300. Yeah, I saw that. And I was just like, no. But, well, it comes with, like, four statues, too. It's like you get you literally get four statues of the of the crew. So part of me is kind of like, okay, that's kind of dope. But but I can't spend that much money. You know, I just can't. Mm. <laughs> I, just, I just can't, you know. It's just, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Two ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? Cheap. No, you are out of your mind. So now, now, if it was a canvas bag, maybe. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's good. Uh, I get a little concerned when we start when we take games like this and start talking about builds. And oh. I'm okay. So we're not. Is this, I, I, I like, I just, I didn't even mention in my what you've been playing, but that's one of the reasons why I gave up on Shadow of War because the focus is no more on the skill set, at least to me, of your, of uh, talent. It's about getting the loot and getting the build and creating this build to do this, that, and the other, this, that, and the third. When at the end of the day, I just want to beat the hell out of people. And have uh, and have a really deep combat system that allows me to do it, just like the Arkham games prior to this did. And I just hear, I just heard a lot of focus on builds, and I just don't, I just don't have the desire to really get into that aspect for a game of this type. So I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe. Some of the preview coverage, I mean, they made the point clear. This is not, you know, Arkham series. This is its own thing. And it wants to yeah. be its own thing, even though it's like, you know, related in a way. I mean, this is an open world game. This is where you could play two player co-op. And so it's so just the whole be, thing. Yeah. Um, there's a you don't have the mansion. You're out of the Belfry, which is. If I remember correctly, the Belfry is what the Birds of Paradise, Birds of Prey use. Uh, so that's that's close to like. So that that's that's an accurate location, and you ride around you ride around in the um in the on the bikes and stuff. So so there there is sort of a like you were saying an open world area that you you go to, but I don't think it's like a true open like a true true open world. Like I think you honestly you have like a, a mission hub center, and then you go on you know story missions that 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 you know push the pro- plot along. So mm-hmm. you know, but I'm interested to see what the what the what the two player mode is going to be? I, I think they kind of missed the boat by not making it four player. I think you know the Batman family going on four four, four player missions, you know, a la. I'm gonna say it. All I know, Destiny has like three players, but having a, like a mission structure like that. But I think I think the reason why they didn't do that, you know, or something close to that, is because they probably didn't want people to 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 view it as a games with the service and be like, nope. So. You know, by, so by p- pitching it as a as a as an actual game, they're trying to uh, get more people 
to to be a part of it. Like that that's my that's my thought about it. But like I'm interested. Like I'm 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 ready to play with you with you, Joe. And if you want to join Kev, I'll play with you. So I'm just I'm ready. Yeah, I uh, did a little more research. Amazon uh, for if you pre-order, you get a digital graphic novel, The Court of Owls, Volume One, <laughs> and uh, GameStop because you know this WB's taking it old school because you know remember back in the day where you had different pre-order bonuses at different retailers, uh, they're busting it up with this time. So you get a at GameStop, you get a Bat Cycle skin <laughs> and a Gotham Knights light up keychain. So I'll you, take so, the steelbook. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll the, take steelbook. the steelbook too. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I think great, yay, that's fun, but nah, I'll take the steelbook. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not down with the uh, you know keychain made in China. You know, <laughs> throw it away as soon as you get it in a bowl at your house with a bunch of doodads and knickknacks and that kind of crap. You know, yep. bound for land, landfills. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm still looking at that that uh, uh, Saints Row keychain I got when I bought it. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> I was, mm. uh, Saints Row. I was doing a little research about that game and you know, was checking out the Resetera, and they're still trying to patch that thing up. That's still not. <laughs> up to snuff even even now <laughs> you know a month and a half later you know uh yeah they're still saying it's buggy and mm, just a mm, oh well let me learn or went out you know it's, it's already down to 30 bucks a game fly use so you know we'll mm. keep an eye out for it for black friday you know maybe two years from now when you want to see once the, all the patches come in and it's in its final state <laughs> be able to mm. you know Play play the the original vision of the boss. So, <laughs> so instead of a, a buggy turd, it's a polished turd. Okay, you got Sad it. Face. Sad <laughs> face. All right. Well, that is the news for this episode. Uh, I want to mention too, game night. Uh, you know, we are planning on playing uh, either Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Also, Wreckfest, also Hot Wheels Unleashed, if we could get a private room together with enough people that had the game on PSN. Game nights are on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I know starting this Thursday, Desmond is getting edumacated, so he will not partake in game night until later on, if at all. But we'll miss him, but we'll still keep it, keep on keeping on. While he's in class this next couple of months on there, me and Kev will be on uh, will be on our Discord, and that's where you can meet up with us and to be able to partake in game night on there. Sometimes on game night, we don't even play games. We're just sitting around and, you know, talk and, you know, crack wise and all that wonderful stuff. So, but uh, Kev, why don't you go and tell the fine people where they can get a hold of us on Discord? All right, you could get a hold of us on Discord via our Twitter page at Gaming Vessels, G A M I N G V E S S E L S. Click the link there, that'll take you directly to our Discord server. And uh, for folks, if you dig what we're doing here, uh, you just get more of it there. A lot of gaming discussion. We got a news feed. interesting game related things that we come across on the internet we post there and you have a i have some uh folks who are like-minded that meaning that they like gaming but you don't have all of the nonsense that goes go that comes with 
larger social media platforms uh, when it comes to gaming or it comes to anything to be perfectly honest so yeah if you if you'd rather not uh, have your uh, legitimacy questioned by someone you don't know and you just want to talk about games hit us up at our discord on our discord server uh, you'll have a blast there so yeah. With with that, folks, that is going to. I'm going to give a quick shout out to our oh, yeah. to our, to our uh, what you call it? Don't you do that, Kev? Oh, indeed, indeed, indeed. Forgot about that. Uh, big thank you to those who participated in our main event question of the week. Thank you to John B T, Will D, and Crucial Chase. Shout out to you guys. Uh, like I always say, without folks who are interacting us on our Discord server or through our questions of the week. We're just three old dudes yapping, yapping over the internet ether. So big thank you to you folks. All right, that is going to bring episode 184 to a close. We want to thank you for rocking out with us. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that last yeah in there. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, aka Digga Dulamite. That purple bling bling, y'all. We're playing PSL this week, I'm hope. We'll see. All right. And uh, we will be back next time. Episode 185 for your ears. Peace.